right, we are on. Um, this is the main event of UFC 264, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3. And uh, I'm here, not as always, but with uh, the host of Tangry Dome and the uh, weekly recap, Tuman. So how are you doing, Tuman? Uh, so far, really, I mean, I expected this card to be really bad. And uh, in, in a certain sense, it kind of was. But uh, the outcomes that I wanted to see happened. <laughs> so basically, to recap, Gil, Gil, uh, we saw a really fun fight in Gilbert Burns versus uh, Wonder Boy. Excellent performance by Burns. Uh, Greg Hardy got shit stomped. Ryan Hall got shit stomped. And O'Malley got to look like a little bitch. So really, not that bad of a card <laughs> in retrospect. Uh, so uh, naturally, really excited about the main event. Uh, really the f a fight that uh, I mean wouldn't say exactly that this is a fight that truly matters in uh, in, in the grand scheme of things but it's still an, an interesting fight nonetheless and it's a fight that will finally just sort of like you know uh, put a stop to all these talks about who is better Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier as uh, yeah. a trilogy fight should do yeah for sure uh, I think it's, I mean, it's a surprisingly interesting fight, given that McGregor's win over Poirier, like, seven or eight years ago is the only justification for it happening now. Uh, <laughs> McGregor's had a, a strong showing in the first one, by his standards, uh, had a very strong first round. Yeah, people and... people say that McGregor looked short or declined, but I didn't really see it that way. He mostly, look, he mostly looked uncomfortable with the close stance matchup, really. Yeah. It seemed to me that way, at least. I agree, and the length, uh, and... Poirier having a much stronger lead hand. That's a, it's a really yeah. tough matchup for McGregor to overcome it. Like given his game, like one way that these guys are very easily contrastable is that even though they're both southpaws, McGregor leaned very heavily on fighting other orthodoxes. Where Poirier built a game that's a lot more similar to the average orthodox fighter, where he you know jabs and throws I mean, right hooks just, instead of. It's just more fundamental. It's just solid boxing fundamentals and solid solid fighting fundamentals. And McGregor kind of in a sense really super optimized for the type of style matchup he expected to be facing a lot of the time and so it's kind of hurt him in the second fight a lot yeah i agree uh, i think it's one thing where both guys are fairly strong fundamentally in like a lot of ways but the way that mcgregor needs guys to walk onto his counters it's something that generally only works when you're one way taller and longer and b when you have the southpaw orthodox thing where they have that void that they need to leap through to get that right hand yeah, and also uh, like the sheer fact that uh, it's such a hair trigger counter, he will always throw it once he feels you cross that distance. And uh, Dustin Poirier's distance distance management and uh, reach and uh, lengthiness uh, helped quite a bit with uh, yeah. defusing that counter. And also, naturally, the level change. For sure, that that was the one thing that really let Poirier buy space early in the fight was. As soon as McGregor started like trying really hard, like there was a point early in the fight, and I missed this like the first couple times I watched it, as like as soon as Poirier showed like a slight step forward, uh, McGregor was firing that straight left hand, and I mean that's pretty characteristic. But like Poirier, I don't know if he ate it clean, but or like it touched him, and then Poirier went in with the shift and immediately drew it out and took him down. Like it, it was a Poirier went to work taking away all the things that McGregor does, and. I'm not really sure if McGregor in six months is going to have an answer to both that and the massive cardio disparity that's going to be there if this fight goes past seven or eight minutes. Yeah. Like, and uh, I mean, Zach Makovsky hit on an interesting propo proposal that uh, McGregor could try and draw out uh, subpar entries from Dustin Poirier. 
and like it's the easiest way he could uh, adjust for this fight. But uh, I mean, we we saw a much more disciplined Poirier in the in recent years rather than the crazy Shevchenko Poirier. So I'm I'm not sure how viable that is. And also, like people point to the hooker performance, and that Dustin Poirier has really, uh, really like uh, dangerous entries, and that uh, he he's wide open in those. But I mean, a lot of it was a product of uh, hooker just being gigantic, rather than yeah. just uh, uh, like a typical habit of Poirier's. I, I I think it's pretty safe to say that he abandoned it a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing where, yeah, Hooker, if there's one guy in the roster at Lightweight who's way bigger than Connor, Hooker is one of those guys. <laughs> uh, especially when it comes to height, like, Poirier really needed to close him down. And Hooker, for his part, like, he had a lot of the same limitations as Connor in terms of, like, how long he could be in the fight. But he fought a much cleverer fight, I think, that, than Connor did early in the fight, right? He did a lot of body head mix ups, uh, lots of combination work to get, out, get around the shell in a way that McGregor never really got to. So. Yeah, I, I think I kind of I kind of want to see McGregor versus 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 Hooker right now, <laughs> just because <laughs> they both of it. beat the shit out of each other. For like... <laughs> I just wanna... well, I want to okay. see how Connor responds to having a really tall guy loom over him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the sort of thing where Connor like legit beats the shit out of him for like six or seven minutes. Hooker survives and like doesn't die for the next two minutes, and both of them are just knackered after like. <laughs> the, the, okay. All right, so round. McGregor is walking out now. He's back yeah, to having hair. Yeah, he's back to being crazy, and I think he's really forcing it. But back to me. the old me. Back to the... <laughs> back Father, to... forgive me. Lord, forgive me for what I, for what I must yabba yabba do. <laughs> Father, forgive me not for what I've done, but for what I'm about to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm not counting out McGregor per se, and at least in the first couple of rounds, he's definitely still dangerous. At least in the first round. Like, uh... An immense explosive threat and an incredibly quick starter. So, yeah. Boya has to watch out, but we shall see. For sure. I mean, it's also. Oh, the thing McGregor's where, like, got uh, the cup, the cup things on oh, his back. Oh, Jesus. Doomed. Fuck you. Fuck you, McGregor. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Die. Ban L- cupping. Lose, Connor, lose. Here's the deal if, if you're cupping. That means that you don't have the mental competency to be allowed to fight. I'm sorry. It's just you've taken too much brain damage already. But, yeah, I think it's it's a weird fight. Like, I think Poirier, being in a spot where you need to knock out Dustin Poirier in a round, it's one of the worst spots to be in the sport. Like, Poirier is just, he's immensely conditioned. He's immensely durable at this point in his career. Uh, his defense has grown from something that's like, it, it keeps him relatively safe from like... I mean, he actually sees the shots, shots coming exactly. <laughs> right now. Like, he, he gets hit a fair amount, but it's also not something where, like, guys can just hit him for free over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Conor McGregor had enough trouble working into range in the first in the, in the last fight. Like, he tried to pressure very hard, but he was just intercepted by the jab and the right hook over and over. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a point near the end of the first round where Poirier made him look like Ally Aquinta for about two jabs. Uh, yeah, there was so, also, like, a huge part of the narrative coming into this rematch was the leg kicks, the calf kicks, the unblockable calf kicks. And how Conor McGregor was shocked by them, which I mean, it's also like it's damning in itself that he didn't know how to deal with those, and that like literally seemed to not know what those are. Yeah, like it's the sort of like I think the calf kicks narrative is mostly overstated just because yeah. like after the point in the fight where Poirier was able to just keep McGregor off him, 
he just had to wait and he could have done whatever he wanted to Connor based yeah. on previous an interesting, knowledge. Dustin also pointed out an interesting factoid in that uh, he said in a recent interview that the cuff kicks weren't really a part of the game plan. Game plan. The game plan wasn't centered around them. He just kept doing it because they yeah. worked. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and so... Uh, I mean, a large part of uh, Conor McGregor's inability to just sort of draw out reactions out of Dustin Poirier was uh, the sheer fact that he couldn't really kick to the open side because it's a close stance matchup. 100%. Like, it's... I mean, so a lot of the issue... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he, kick, he spin-kicked Dennis Seaver a lot, a fellow southpaw, <laughs> but then again, Dennis Seaver is also, like, five foot tall. Tiny, yeah. Like, it, it's... So a lot of the thing about Connor is that most of his kicking is a lot like his boxing. It's tuned a lot around the open stance. So when guys are able to, like, really start parrying or slipping outside the straight left, he has the round kick to punish that. And the second one is that straight rear kick to the body, which it's also tough to land on uh, other southpaws when you're a southpaw because there's a fairly small area of space in which you can hit it. Right? Like, when it comes to the open stance, you can pretty much just, like, stab it through wherever you want, where in the close stance you have to, like, sneak it through their arms, which is weird. Uh, but... I mean, One an, thing. Okay. A, a, an avenue for Connor could be to just, like, kick Dustin Poirier, leg kick with Dustin Poirier. Very possible. But uh, also, Dustin Poirier was able to weather the storm that was Justin Gagey with his leg kick, so... <laughs> uh, I mean, also yeah. not a sure thing. Yeah, Poirier is definitely kickable. Uh, Jim Miller had a lot of success kicking mm-hmm. below the knee with him as well. So, that's something. But... We've also seen a lot more of Poirier like, dealing with kicks by dissuading them than we have from uh, Conor McGregor, where Poirier was able to... like Most of the Justin Gaethje dynamic was Gaethje having to draw him forward and get him going in combinations to kick him yeah. safely. Because if he and just kicked naked, Poirier would just blast him down the side. Yeah, and Conor, Conor really should try and mix up his kicking and his punching together for it to be really effective. Yep. Like, so, uh, like, just... Playing a, a plain one-two into a leg kick mix-up would just work. But, I, I mean, yeah. then again, Connor seems to be fixated on trying to land that lead left lead straight into, into a lead uppercut, which just yeah. opens him up for the check hook. <laughs> and that's the thing. It worked a couple times against Poirier as well. Like uh, One of his bigger shots in the first round was that. He came out leading in the second round with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it landed. It's just that it eventually... like. Both times Poirier landed the check hook notably, it came off that lead uppercut just because McGregor's form, when he's fighting someone at like decent height parity and like range parity, a lot of the leaning stuff he does, it gets him into trouble way more. And against a decent counterpuncher like Dustin Poirier, it's going to get him into trouble. It's yeah. going to continue doing that. One avenue I, I could see for Connor here is to land, keep landing one twos, working off the jab, just doing plain fundamental boxing stuff. Uh, also, maybe add a little, like, add body work, just boxing body work, not anything fancy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, when did we see Conor last do that? I mean, it's something where, like, even in the, first, in the, in the last fight, I keep calling it the first fight because it's the only fight between these two that really mattered. Yeah. And even in the last fight, we saw McGregor have some success jabbing, drawing up uh, Poirier's guard, and working around it. He uh, he landed at least one body shot doing that. And there was another time, I think it was, like, literally right before the finish, yeah. where McGregor started uh, jabbing and straightening. Poirier started, like, getting behind his shoulder and slipping outside. And Poirier, like, drew out, uh, or McGregor, rather, drew out Poirier's reaction, stepped to, like, the inside of his stance, and blasted him with the straight. It's very doable, but Definitely. it's not... S- it's something that Conor McGregor has to work so much harder to get these things done than Dustin Poirier. 
Poirier. Because his game, his game is built so hard around the left hand, the straight left hand. If that's the thing that you want to do, uh, Dustin Poirier is probably going to beat you to the punch with the with the right hook every time in a close stance fight. It's tough. And if he has the more developed jab, it's doubly tough. Because you can't really dictate the exchanges when you're getting out jab. It's just, that's why the jab exists. So, I'm looking at Bruce Buffer right now. He's screaming. I'm looking at yeah, Dustin Conor McGregor is looking plenty pissed. Pacing from side to side. <sighs> Trying to look trying dangerous. To, I think he's trying to psych himself up, which is fair. Like Conor McGregor's always been a bit of a confidence fighter, but mm -hmm. and I mean, it's honestly probably a better move than before to come out super hot and try to knock him out instantly, just because like there's really no way that he's getting through yeah. uh, an entire 25 minute fight with Dustin Poirier, in my opinion. I could eat my words in 30 minutes, but I'm honestly kind of like kind of buzzing, really. Just looking, really looking yeah. forward to seeing uh, these things unfold. Yeah, I'm just nervous to... just because I feel like we're about to move past Conor McGregor as a phenomenon, and I'm one. Of, I think a lot of us are some of the few people that would really be glad to see it happen. Yeah, and I mean, just uh, to uh, put this aside right up front, I'm rooting for Dustin Poirier naturally. Hundred percent, same. Yeah. And but uh, I'm also not discounting Conor at all, and uh, hoping to see a sick fight. But uh, would be really like. Uh, I'm just interested in seeing how Paul you would navigate this matchup for a second time and what sort of adjustments Connor will bring if he does at all. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where generally you're going to expect the loser to come with more specific ideas on what they're going to do mm -hmm. just because the winner knows what works and they just have to like double down on it or so they might think. Yeah. Where the loser has like actual things to change. But, I mean, even here, the odds are immensely respectful to Conor McGregor. He's a plus 110 underdog. Uh, and I think he, they would always be that way, even when McGregor become, like, uh, gets to... If he fights past 35 years old, they're still going yeah. to favor him immensely, just because 100%. it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of money coming in on McGregor at all times. Like, I think this was pretty much an even... Uh, I, I believe right after the second fight, McGregor opened as the favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it went to evens when it looked like the fight was actually going to happen. And now Poirier is the favorite because I think a lot of the late money was on Poirier. Like, a lot of the actual betters went with Poirier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very close fight. Like, I think the thing for me is I can definitely see how Conor McGregor winning in round one is possible. I just don't see how you make the leap from that possibility to a real likelihood in order to pick him. When we've already seen Dustin Poirier survive really nasty wars, we've already seen Conor McGregor fade after... Like, when he has that sort of window, Poirier is one of the worst guys to have that against. Because when he yeah. smells, like, a second of issue, he's going to start killing you. It's, so. uh, I mean, it's, it's like I said on the preview. Dustin Poirier takes an inch and always drags it out into a mile. It's 100%. his entire style. It's his personality. But, uh, I mean, of course, the major concern here is both... Uh, both for Connor and for Poirier. For Connor, it's an activity, and the the lack, the short time between fights, and for Poirier, it's the sheer amount of mileage that he has. Yeah, it's very fitting that they both have like kind of opposite concerns too. For Connor, <laughs> fighting too yeah. little. For Poirier, he's fighting too much. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, even here, right? When Connor's making his shortest turnaround in a long, long time, it's right after like his first time getting put out, out in a fight, like completely yeah. out. Yeah, dead. he was sleeping at the end. So, we're about to start the fight, so we're uh, with Dustin Poirier. Yeah, here we go. And uh, Herb Dean is about to start the contest. Yep. And uh, fighters ready, let's go. Round one, immediately opening up, opening up with a spin kick, Connor is. Uh, he's trying to invoke the last fight. So, uh, yeah, I just got there. So he's trying to do kick. the... Oh, now, leg kicks by Connor. 
Very interesting. Good idea. Much, uh, yeah. Kin- Connor is kicking often. I mean, it's a good another idea. low kick. Hard low kicks. Kicking the kicker back is a good idea. It's going to keep them from planting really confidently. It's going to help as a pressuring tool. The issue is with the energy expenditure mm-hmm. for Conor McGregor specifically. He's trying to front kick too. Uh, McGregor ne- uh, nearly ran into he's a right u- there He's too. using a variety of kicks. Oh, I did not like this entry from Dustin Poirier. Really kind of entered with his uh, chin up in the air. Oh, yeah. I now, saw that. Ge- now getting behind his shoulder. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, uh, it's tit for tat for now. Oh, nice. Big hands by Poirier. Nice. Oh, yeah. Big kick there from Poirier. Yeah. Connor is trying. Connor is doing the stunt switchy stuff. I don't like that. That seems dumb. Yeah, he's trying to just create that open stunt angle to kick to the body, I think. Yeah, but it's also something where it, it probably pretty much disarms his rear hand counter. I mean, he also has a right hand, but I don't know how potent he is with it. Exactly. <laughs> like. Uh, left hand over the top by McGregor. It's fairly rare for a fighter. Close one. Like really Ooh, Dustin responds. Nice. Dustin is going to town now. Oh, nice. Now they're tied up in the clinch. Connor is attacking nice. with the knees. Oh, yeah. Dustin doing a nice job there. Nice Por- uppercut there. Pori is uh, going to the level change. Now they're along the fence. Connor is defending. Once again, not very. A tad more urgent than before. Connor is yeah, threatening this- the guillotine. And this is the kind of situation, though, where the Poirier needed, even if he's losing the the the, the exchanges, like yeah. even in the first fight, where right? we saw this from Poirier. Yeah, Dustin is, is trying to there. take him down. Connor has uh, got the guillotine. Yeah, Dustin is using the cage to try and flip over him. Connor is trying to secure the legs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work. Dustin's pretty much over. His head is out. Well, it's not out, but. He's getting his head out, and McGregor's going to struggle to get a ton of control. But, you know, the, this, is, this is getting. Oh, his head is out. Yeah, I figured. M- McGregor pulling guard is not a good idea. Nope. And uh, Dustin is going to pound him out right now. Yeah, I like Try to see some body work some here, too. Grounded pound. Uh,. Connor has uh, tries to try, is trying to get the butterfly hooks in, trying to threaten the guillotine again. Got elbowed in response. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen Connor on the ground with Poirier at length, right? The first time he just yeah. uh, he scooted right back to the fence and started wall walking. Yeah, essentially, time. he he also wasted a lot of energy trying to go for that sub. Basically, Dustin yeah. Poiriering himself. <laughs> <laughs> Connor attacking with the elbows. Connor looks like he was trying for a triangle for a second there, controlling the wrist and trying to bring his yeah. leg through. But yeah, he ha- he's going for the elbows from guard here. Decent ones there, honestly. I like uh, Dustin Poirier on top. Very active on top. Elbowing from guard. Big elbows by, Co- by Poirier. Connor is trying to respond with the, uh, the uh, downward elbows. <laughs> Once again, trying to attack the ghillie for no reason at all. What are you doing, Dustin? Or what are you doing, Connor, rather? I mean, so used to so Dustin okay attacking things. for attacking the guys. <laughs> yeah, Dustin is Khabibing him now. <laughs> feet nice. on feet on hips. Uh, this is about the very worst way you could spend the first round if you're Conor McGregor. Oh, definitely. McGregor is so red right now, and his ear is busted open. Oh, this is sick. Poirier is just trying to stay on top. Poirier is just sense. unloading on him. Oh, this is. <laughs> This is even worse than the Habib beating. Jesus. Jesus Christ. 
Oh man, that that left hook landed on the ground. Right oh, at the beginning. Connor's landed some up kicks there. <laughs> yeah, Connor's trying for Dustin him, but is I'm not... just relentless. <laughs> oh, was, who told Connor that pulling a guillotine would be remotely viable in this situation? Poirier is just vicious on top. So it looks like McGregor now has two minutes to get yeah, anything he, done after this. Uh, McGregor once again trying to, <laughs> once again attempting the guillotine. What the fuck? What are you doing? Just sir? feet on the hips, angle out, get out from, get out of there, wall walk. He he had plenty of success wall walking the first time. He just decided to do this shit. What are you doing, sir? Yeah, Poirier let him up. Okay, like fair enough. At the end of the round. Ooh, Dustin dropped him. <laughs> nice. Dustin that dropped him, and he's. Right at the- yeah, Herb Dean is not going to stop this. Herb Dean is not going to stop oh, this. Man, and we're going to see hard. another round of this. That was hard. You are not... Oh, my God. Dustin McGregor is pointing him. to his leg. He's pointing to his leg, indicating some kind of issue with his leg. Uh, oh, his ankle is twisted out. <laughs> Yo. His ankle popped out. Sean O'Malley got through free and gave Conor McGregor the curse. Oh my god. They're Dear stopping god. this? Yeah, it's over. <laughs> McGregor can't stand. It's over. Let's go. <laughs> Dustin got him. Jesus Christ. This is insane. <laughs> so, are we gonna see a fourth fight? No, 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 no. This would be so dumb. I love this so much. This is even but this better is, than what I imagined. I mean, this is exactly the meme scenario we, we pictured. Just oh Dustin, God. Habib, and Connor. Con- Dustin, Dini, and Khabib, Connor. Connor Dustin himself. <laughs> Connor Dustin himself, and then Sean O'Malley himself. What are you doing here? What the fuck happened with that leg there? Okay, so. He missed and he's did his. Okay, if that punch landed, I'm he I'm broke or oh, dislocated his own his own ankle. I don't understand. <laughs> so he just twisted out. What the fuck? That that looked gross, but the mechanics on that shot are. That's ins- that. he broke his own it? ankle. Oh It no. looks broken. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the Dustin fuck? Juked him. <laughs> I'm counting that as a dust. I'm counting that as Dustin juking him. I don't even give a shit. This is insane. Uh, it kind of makes me sad that Connor's gonna come out of this with another excuse, but jeez. Uh, I mean. I mean. Connor got pounded out. <laughs> He's yelling, "Doctor stoppage." <laughs> yes. oh my god i mean this is like this is uh, a shame that uh kiona gets away scot free with this he will get away scot free with this because this is just i mean (laughs) just literally a freak accident like how the fuck did this happen but also dustin was in control (laughs) this was dustin's fight 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that this was an unnecessary fight makes me completely fine with this, because Dustin already got the knockout that we wanted to see, and at this point, McGregor, like, with that fight, fighting that fight, Conor McGregor had zero hope. Yeah. How long do you think it would take for Conor to really, like, uh, sort of recover from this? Do you think they're going to be rebooking this? Because I'm thinking they would. I really hope not. Like, this has been such a waste of time for everybody involved. Uh, oh, yeah, and everyone will be t talking about how this gilly, if, if only it were a bit tighter. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just thinking about the narratives that, that uh, Conor fanboys would conjure up. And this is going to happen. But, uh, I mean, look at this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Does, like, it, it seemed like McGregor had no idea what his real win condition was if he was pulling nope. teams. I don't really know if he was like... Uh, well, I guess it's one thing. It might have just been to like, dissuade the takedown. Like He was trying to grab the neck to hope that Dustin would try to just disengage and Dustin kept wrestling anyway. <clears throat> but that's not a good way to do things if you're not a strong defensive wrestler to start with. Do you, and, like, uh, do you think Connor cracked his leg throwing tons of leg kicks in camp? <laughs> and it just fractured here. Yo, the RDA thing. The RDA thing. You cannot yeah. make fun of RDA for hurting your toe when you lose in a fight because your goddamn foot snapped off. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if this is exactly what happened. Like, Connor was just drill, just went to <laughs> Dustin mimicking Connor's walk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, pack watch. Pack watch. Pack watch. <laughs> that McGregor pack has been smoked. R.I.P. in fucking piss. <laughs> uh, I mean, Connor wasn't also kicking with really good technique, was he? Uh, I... I didn't really notice that line. I mean, he, he wasn't really... Like I mean, Dustin also doesn't kick with a super good technique either. But oh, yeah. I mean, Dustin just has the hips, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Connor was like... He wasn't turning his hip over, and so he was just kind of con connecting with the inner part of his shin, and that's the weak part of the shin. And also, like, really lower in, uh, on the shin, so it's just... Uh, and also, I guess uh, he threw many low kicks in, uh, in camp as well, so I guess that it's just a th stress fracture. Yeah, it's very possible. Like, I don't think that necessarily indicated a pre-existing issue. You just step back on it when it was in, like, yeah, a really weird but, compromising but, position. Well, true, but also when you step like that, when your whole thing is backstep counters. Yeah. Just <laughs> how? Yeah, Dustin talking about how Connor shouldn't talk to people like that. <laughs> Basically, karma. Uh, yeah. Today was a good day. As, that was uh, great. As uh, the great prophet Ice Cube once said, today <laughs> was a good day. <laughs> Didn't even need to use my AK. <laughs> It would be hilarious if Dustin I, just retires on the spot. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. This is just the, the, the most funny thing that I've ever seen happen in the sport, I think. I cannot mm. imagine something funnier happening than the UFC booking a totally unnecessary third fight. 
between a rightful title challenger and a complete sideshow. And that sideshow killing his own ankle after talking all kinds of shit about both leg kicks and another guy who pulled out because of an ankle injury. This is like... We, we are living in... Uh, like... We're living in Conor McGregor's simulation of what his worst life could look like. That's what we're living in. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has clearly placed Conor McGregor in a tank, uh, you know, with, like, sensors plugged into him, knowing what his greatest fears are. And we are living in it. We are all nothing but constructs. We are all AI. Uh. Everyone who watched this, we we don't exist. And I'm happy not to exist because... I mean, Conor McGregor deserves this. If the illusion is real enough to me, that illusion is real. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine to exist in this world. Sometimes the simulation provides. Uh, God, yeah. God, God doesn't really provide. Prayers don't really provide. Uh, I mean, praying is just kind of dumb anyway, but uh, sometimes, sometimes things align just right. Sometimes the things you hope for happen in the best way that they possibly could. Uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson gets easily wrestled. Conor McGregor wrecks his own ankle. Sean O'Malley not. Looks like a bitch. <laughs> Sean O'Malley turns out to be fucking useless. And Conor <laughs> I mean, McGregor looks fucking useless on the ground from bottom. <laughs> Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. B. Die, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor ranting. Ranting with the piss beating out of him. His body failing on his own, on its own, failing I'm on sorry, him. Dude. This is just great. Uh, this is like, this is this is like a scene from an anime where 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 a villain has his breakdown, has his there's just emotional breakdown where everything goes to shit for him. How I love earth this. You, uh, this is yeah, like the dude got the shit beat out of him for most of that round, killed his own leg, and Jesus, just. Conor McGregor, if you're hearing this, which you're not, just stop. <sighs> Man took, like, what? A couple leg kicks from Dustin the first time and just never recovered. <clears throat> that's my head. That's, like, what I'm thinking. Uh, that's what I'm going to assume happened. He took a few leg kicks and spent the whole camp practicing with the other leg because the first leg was still fucked and yeah, just couldn't Conor, take it anymore. Conor just killed his entire image right there by acting this way, like by acting the way he did. Just shouted some kind of just horrible awful bullshit like always but this time he's he's beaten and just lying on the ground ranting after all the shit that he said to Dustin Poirier and after all the like taking into account that uh, Conor McGregor has a wife basically and a child from that woman yelling about how he's going to fuck Jolie Poirier and how he's going to cuck Dustin Poirier and just and after all the like sexual assault allegations against him, shouting all that stuff and just ruining his own image here. Yeah, like I'm basically yeah. treating this as like Figueredo Benavidez as a rivalry. Like the first one that mattered was fairly competitive, and the second one, the other guy just got smoked. Cause like, fuck, like no, this uh, narratively, this is how this should have gone. Like, like Connor doesn't even deserve to have had this fight. If so, the like, fact that he got it, yeah. If any listeners just come after me for being like so biased or, or being so like laughing at Connor's like predicament right here, I mean, I don't give a shit. First of all, and second of all, yeah. Connor is a dickhead and he deserves everything, everything bad that happens to him. Yeah, <laughs> this was like, entirely deserved. 
the dude was all the dude was talking all kinds of shit to RDA. He was talking about Charles Oliveira before beating a guy who beat him up. He was talking all <clears> kinds <throat> of shit to Dustin Poirier. It's just this is just this is good. This is good news. And like the best way this could have gone is Connor somehow coming worse off from getting an opportunity that he didn't deserve. And that's exactly what happened. His leg died. And, you know, he's going to end up fighting Benil Dariush on a fight night main event, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be the best case, wouldn't it? Dariush <laughs> kicks him up. Sorry, I was, typing, I was typing out, it's shit, you fucking disgusting evil gremlin, Conor McGregor. <laughs> 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 but I'm assuming you were talking about really funny scenarios for the lightweight division. Oh, yeah. Benil Dariush kicking Conor McGregor's ass. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. I would love this. I mean, I would also love if, uh, I mean, anyone in the lightweight division kicked Conor McGregor's ass, <laughs> including the recent trans Bellator transplant Michael Chandler. Even though Chandler Michael Chandler is, pr is pretty chinny these days, but nonetheless, two men <laughs> with spontaneous leg issues whose leg dies first. Yeah, it's it's a, like a sudden death match. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. if if one guy if one guy's leg dies, then it's just gonna be ground and pound from there, and Michael Chandler is gonna win this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're done. Uh, this was this was a, great. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. This could not have gone better. So let's go. Uh, three, two, one. Okay, well, it stopped for me already.